HD Smartcast. You are listening to an HD Smartcast original. Hello, thank you for tuning in to the fifth episode of Health Charcha in association with Medtronic. I'm Deepya Hooja, podcast producer at HD Smartcast, and your podcast host and host. In this show, we attempt to answer all your burning health questions with the help of medical practitioners. Remember that episode from Friends, the one where Joey loses his insurance? That was probably the first time when most of us millennials came across this condition called hernia. Back then, Joey's illness was a hilarious plot point to the extent that memes from that episode still do the rounds. How he couldn't pick up the dumbbells, how he showed it to a kid to make him cry on a film set, which was well problematic in its own ways. But it is only now that we understand the magnitude of this problem and how it can prevent us from performing our day-to-day activities. By the way, almost anyone can develop a hernia at any age, from newborns to varishth nagriks. This illness does not discriminate. As per the Journal of Mahatma Gandhi Institute of Medical Sciences, in India alone, the estimated annual incidence of inguinal hernia is approximately 20 lakhs. So, Today we have with us Dr. A K Kriplani, Director and Head of Department, Fortis Memorial Research Institute, Gurugram, who will talk to us about this very simple yet triangulated subject called hernia. Welcome, Dr. Kriplani. Welcome to Health Charcha. Thank you very much. So, doctor, tell us, ye hernia, what is this illness? You see, in medical terms, we say hernia is an abnormal protrusion of normal abdominal contents, which means that hernia is confined to the abdomen. Now, these hernia can be of two types. It can be an abdominal wall hernia, which means it is the outer portion of the tummy on the front that we see carries a hernia, or it can be an internal hernia, which means from the abdomen there are contents going into the chest. and this is what we can't see outside but commonly what today what we are talking about is abdominal wall hernia and we will not talk about the internal hernia right so when we say abdominal wall hernia then abdominal wall hernia is when your intestines or your fat which is normally held within the belly starts coming out through the muscles under the skin and then it mm. is noticed as a bulge under the skin it can occur in various parts it can occur in the groin which is the commonest kind of hernia and seen most often in male and it is called as an inguinal hernia other can be a ventral hernia which means it is coming from the tummy wall other than the groin it can be at the belly button which we call as an umbilical hernia it can be below the breastbone we call it an epigastric hernia or it can occur at any other weak site most commonly after a previous abdominal operation what we right. call as an incisional hernia after a surgical incision so these are the common types of hernia which generally patient notices or patient's physician notices as a bulge in the skin the bulge is more prominent when you stand up or when you do exercise mm-hmm. or when you are standing for long hours and when you lie down then it goes back automatically then this is the stage when we call it as a reducible hernia and this is the most innocuous stage of the hernia and if neglected this hernia will enlarge in size 
and from reducible hernia it will become a irreducible hernia which means when the patient lies down it does not go automatically into the tummy and that is a little dangerous state of the hernia and still right. it can lead to serious complications so basically hernia is a painless bulge in the anti abdominal wall is starting from the breastbone above to the groin below all right so just for the lay person uh, if they were to examine themselves right how would they know that they have developed hernia i think that's a very nice question because many people who have hernia actually are not aware that they have a hernia commonly mm-hmm. people experience that there is a swelling in the groin and this swelling in the groin is a indicator of an inguinal hernia and in 50% of patients it generally follows a severe bout of cough or a very strenuous exercise very heavy weight lifting or after a constipation so the patient feels something pops out into the lower part of the abdomen either on the right side or on the left side and if you neglect it it keeps on increasing in size is causes a dragging sensation in that part of the body because the intestines start hanging into it that is the inguinal hernia sometimes it happens so insidiously so slowly that patients get used to that vision and they do not understand that they are developing a hernia and when they visit a doctor for some other thing the hernia is detected so any bulge in the anti abdominal wall it's popping out or at a previous incision site you feel that it is bulging out the tummy is coming out people feel that it is just you know a bulging out of the muscles and not a hernia but commonly this is how the hernia presents right so how does it develop as in what are the main causes of having a hernia the literal meaning of uh, hernia is a rupture hmm. so it is basically a rupture in the muscles our intestines are trapped inside the abdominal cavity by a strong layer of muscles which does not allow the intestine to come outside the muscles and the main function of this is to protect the intestines from any injury on the skin because if the intestine come to lie under the skin it can get injured and it can mm-hmm. get trapped what we call as an obstruction so the muscles keep it in place like in a pneumatic tire you see when of a long use the outer tire gets you know worn up and the inner tube because of its pressure in the air starts bulging out it is exactly the same mechanism that when the muscles get worn up or the muscles get injured because of the trauma because of chronic severe bout of cough or because of cs training it ruptures actually like a cloth is torn and yeah, inside yeah. intestines because they are under over 100 more pressure they start bulging out this is the commonest way the hernia occurs in the young adults but another reason for the hernia is gradual wearing and tearing of the muscles with the old age with the use the muscles get weaker the muscles get thinner and in the males the connection to the testicles from the scrotum they go inside into the abdomen like electrical wire and the muscles are very snug around that wire so the mm-hmm. muscles become gradually weak the muscles start you know uh, uh, wearing and that opening enlarges and along the side of the testicular connections the intestines start passing that is how the inguinal hernia can occur right so you know we've spoken about different kinds of uh, hernia uh, could you explain to us in a little detail what these different kinds of hernias are and which one is the most common kind of hernia the most common kind of hernia is inguinal hernia which is seen mostly in males because i said there is a normal aperture in the muscles through which the connections to the testicles are going and it starts wearing up muscles grow weaker with age 
and so it starts bulging out the inguinal hernia more than 95% of times it occurs in males and not in females second type of hernia is umbilical hernia or a swelling in the belly button the belly button starts protruding because belly button is what we are connected to our mother during the intrauterine life it is a weakest spot on the anti abdominal wall so with chronic cough with constipation also people who are very obese or people who collect water in the abdomen because of any disease this belly button this weak spot starts protruding out and then we call it as a belly button or a umbilical hernia and lastly oh. as i said a secondary hernia acquired hernia when because of a previous operation the muscles in all previous operations are weaker when the surgeon stitches them up therefore after any abdominal operation it is said that about 5 to 10% of patients will develop a hernia in that cut area in the long term over a period of 10 to 15 years hmm so um dr kriplani like i mentioned before hernia has been famously used as plot points right but people should they be really scared of this illness is it life threatening see as i said about 8% of adults adult males during their lifetime will develop a hernia that makes it the commonest male condition which requires surgery and if left alone once the muscle is torn and you keep on using the muscles and you do not repair that defect in the muscles like if a cloth is torn and you keep on stretching it that tear will increase in size similarly if you ignore the hernia and you keep on uh, doing physical activity strenuous physical activity this tear will keep increasing in size and the hernia will become bigger and bigger and more and more intestine will move from the abdomen into the scrotum or in umbilical hernia or an incisional hernia these muscles these intestines light uh, migrate through the muscles hole and they lie under the skin and uh, there's a area through which these intestine are passing from the abdomen to mm-hmm. be come under the skin we call it as a neck of the hernia so sometimes these intestines get trapped in the neck of the hernia they start obstructed the passage uh, the food which is passing normally through the intestine it stops passing and gets accumulated in the abdomen the abdomen distends the patient starts vomiting we call it an incarcerated hernia and if they ignore this stage then the blood supply to the intestine can get compromised and the intestine can become gangrenous and then it is a very serious life threatening condition and it needs immediate surgery within few hours and despite that some people may die so hernia as such as inocul condition but if neglected if no attention is paid to it then it can become a dangerous thing and in emergency it can present as incarcerated hernia and can be life threatening my god i mean i was already squirming when you you know explained it in so much detail it really can be so painful and my god but the thing is that you know everyone's trying to avoid a surgery these days right so are there any other kind of treatment options available for hernia which you know can help them skip surgery uh well unfortunately hernia is a 100% surgical condition as you mm-hmm. can see that if in a pneumatic tire the outer wheel the outer tire is torn what you have to put is you have to put a patch on it so that right. the tube does not protrude out if a cloth is torn and particularly if a cloth is torn near an area if your shirt is torn near your shoulder is near the axillary then you have to put a patch on it otherwise it will tear similarly mm-hmm. hernia is a tear in the muscles no ointment no tablet no medicine can heal that rupture 
you always either have to put stitches to close that defect or better still you have to put a patch because muscles are very weak muscles are fleshy they don't take stitches very well and in the older days when no patch was available 50 years back after surgery hernia used to recur and therefore hernia still carries a very bad reputation and some people say that you get operated for hernia and it will recur so what is the sense of getting operated but right. now with a patch available there is a very effective treatment of hernia and surgery is the only way and the best surgery is by putting a patch so that this area which was weak is strengthened, reinforced by a patch. The stitches hold well because the patch is very strong and the hernia does not recur. So the best treatment, the only treatment, the safest treatment of mm. hernia is surgery, surgery and only surgery and nothing else. And this surgery can be done by open means and this surgery can be done by laparoscopic means which has revolutionized the treatment of hernia today. Okay, so let's say push comes to shove and surgery is required. Uh, so what are the different kinds of uh, surgical treatments available? I understand that part about the patch that you spoke about, but uh, how is it implanted? There are, as I said earlier, there are two techniques of uh, hernia repair. One is the conventional method, which we used to do till 15-20 years back. That mm -hmm. area was cut open where the hernia was present. Then we define the edges of the muscles. That means we define the tear where the gap is, where the muscle is deficient. Like in a in a pneumatic wheel, we define where the defect is and then we put a patch. So earlier we used to put stitches and now we put a patch so that the patch reinforces the stitches. And then you repair the hernia and again you stitch back the muscles, you stitch back the fat and you stitch back the skin. So there's too many stitches, too many cutting, too many repairs. And therefore, after the surgery, the repair is slightly painful. There's restriction mm. in the movement. And if the hernia is very big, the incision is bigger than the hernia. So in the bigger hernia, the recovery is delayed. That used to be the story with the previous open hernia repair. So the complication rates in open hernia repair previously were to the tune of about 20-25% mainly breaking down the wound or distension of the abdomen or vomiting in the post-op period. The last 20-25 years, laparoscopic approach has come, which has made hernia repair very simple, very less painful and with a faster recovery, decreased hospital stay, decreased complication in this. Instead of making a big cut, we need three, five or ten millimeters cuts on the skin and then drill our passage. We don't cut the muscles, we just drill our passage through the muscles without causing any trauma to the muscles. So there is no muscle injury. We do not handle much of the intestine. The patient generally starts walking in the evening. We can give patient in the evening. And in a day or maximum in two days, the patient is discharged and reaches home. So laparoscopic approach has revolutionized actually the hernia surgery in the last uh, 15 to 20 years. And now more and more patients want a laparoscopic hernia repair because of decreased pain, because of faster recovery, because of the shorter stay in the hospital. And because of once they are discharged within a week, 10 days, they can go back to the normal activity and normal routine. They start driving four-wheelers, they start going to the office, they start routine work. Clearly, laparoscopy definitely seems like, uh, you know, a boon for doctors as well as uh, for patients. But 
we are still in the middle of a pandemic and it doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon so um one question that constantly plagues anyone who is even thinking of going into surgery is how safe is it you know after post pandemic how safe is it to go get themselves screened maybe prep for a surgery do tell us a bit about that you see you know you asked a very pertinent question you know in the current scenario please remember that if you compare the marketplace the malls the hospital the offices mm-hmm. i would say that hospitals are the safest place of all because right. in hospital the doctors and the staff take all precautions so that the covid neither happens to them nor it happens to their patients it is very uncommon for a patient to come get operated with all precautions and after the surgery getting covid positive there are more mm-hmm. chances that these people when they are moving around in the market doing some shopping buying vegetables there are more chances of getting a covid positive <laughs> yeah. in those places than as compared to the hospital because i i assure you hospitals are the safest place all hospitals all doctors are taking tremendous precautions so that the patients who are coming to the hospitals with full faith do not get uh, covid and it will be extremely uncommon that any patient who comes gets operated in a hospital during an elective surgery will contract covid because all safety precautions all regulations all sops are in place and the patient safety to us is of paramount importance so worry more about going to marketplaces about going to entertainment <laughs> places rather than going to hospitals if you have a disease absolutely dr triplani fair point <laughs> i am just left with one last question is there a way in which one can prevent hernias or when it does happen what is the first thing that someone must do see uh, if you have to prevent hernia you should not exercise you should not walk uh, you should uh, not do extreme physical activity you should not have do sports so But you can't do that now <laughs> it's not, not a physical option so, <laughs> so there is no way that you can prevent a hernia lead your normal life hernia is a very common condition as i said 8% of adult males during their lifetime will develop hernia 5 to 10% of patients who get operated on the abdomen will develop a hernia there is no way you can reduce it remember that if diagnosed early and treated properly hernia is a very innocuous condition you should not do any lifestyle changes to prevent hernia and the first thing is that if you suspect hernia at the earliest consult your doctor get treated properly hernia treatment now is very effective the recurrence rates are extremely low it is done by laparoscopy therefore you should not have any significant morbidity you will not be out of your work for a long time and you will be back on your feet and back on your on your steering wheel very fast so mm-hmm. if you have a disease get treated appropriately properly and quickly brilliant Thank you so much doctor for coming on Health Charcha. I really hope that this conversation has relieved many of our listeners of their doubts and anxieties related to hernia. Thank you very much. It was indeed a pleasure talking to you. Glad. Well, the last few months have definitely changed the way we think and the way we act. On the one hand, we have become highly cautious of our well-being and on the other hand, we might be ignoring health issues that might lead to complications. and i trust you know which category you fall under my dear listener and uh, just in case you belong to the latter well then i urge you to consult your doctor today 
And on that note, we come to the end of this episode. Do tune in next week when we discuss a new topic and come back with a new charcha. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy. For more information on any disease that we have covered on this podcast, you can visit Medtronic India on LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram or reach out to us at HT Smartcast on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. To listen to more such podcasts, tune into www.htsmartcast.com or sunte rahiye naye nazariye se. This was an HD Smartcast original. HD Smartcast.